Hello, my unshakable tribe. My name is Dr. LaCroix Meadows, and I am your host. I created this podcast to serve as a unique space for you, I, financial professionals and entrepreneurs to connect, to discuss, and to discover ways that we can build a foundation to wealth unshakable. I cannot wait for you to dive inside. I'll see you in there. Now, it is time to get started. I'm super excited. Um, I have someone who is actually very near and dear to me to help kick us off for our welcome week, uh, Miss April Lewis. When I say this woman has been instrumental on my life, that is an understatement. She is actually the woman that helped me to get over the fear of stepping into my purpose and leaving my actual position. <laughs> I had the money, I had the finances, but I had that fear inside of me. So um, this woman is so important to me and I'm so excited that she's here to join us. So Ms. April Lewis from the A. Lewis Academy will kick us off this morning with helping us to get ourselves right and ready for this week. So April, so glad to have you. Bless you, bless you, LaCorey. It's so good to be here. Good morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. It is a true privilege and honor. Look, I would get on camera and I see something in my lock. Uh, it is a privilege and an honor to be with you. Anytime uh, LaCorey asks me to do anything, it's a definite yes. So um, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm happy to be part of you all's community. Um, before I get into what I want to talk to you about today, since this is Stocks and Soros, um, I am your sister. I am not part of any organization, but I do want to shout out the Zetas. So I don't know if there are any Zetas on the line, but my mom is a Zeta and over here, I'm at my mom's house now, um, it's her blue corner. So I had to get something to hold up and just show you all love on behalf of my mom uh, who is in the back right now. So for the Zetas on the line, bless you all. Bless you all for making my mom feel amazing and part of a great community. Um, to all the Soras, I, I have friends and family members that are in each one and you're just an amazing group of women. So keep doing what you're doing. Yes, Zeta, Celeste, bless you. Uh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I got to tell my mom, She, I wish she could uh, be up here and see you all showing love to her. But she is, um, I could not tell you what chapter, what year or anything like that. But we're from Mobile, Alabama. And so that's however she got connected. I think in college. I'm not sure, but I'll find out and put it in, uh, in the community on Facebook. But nevertheless, uh, I am so grateful and honored to be with you um, today for a few moments. And today I want to talk to you about your finances and your freedom. And uh, LaCorey and her team have done a masterful uh, job of putting this week together. As you heard from her and saw in your agenda, this week is jam-packed with things that you need to know. Okay, this week is not just about feeling good, coming together, pulling you away from work, pulling you away from your children and every other responsibility that you have. But it is truly a financially empowering week. So I just want to give you a shout out for making yourself available, for joining, for blocking the time to be here and get this information. And I'm going to book in this week. So you're going to hear from me for a short while this morning. Uh, and I'm in Central Standard Time. So that's what I'm saying this morning. And then at the end of it. So what I want to do today, I hope that you are somewhere where you can take notes. I hope that you are somewhere where you can be fully present and connected to this moment. Um, I want you to give me about 30 minutes of your Monday so you can prepare your mindset. LaCorey talked about your mindset and 
anyone can attest to it when it comes to money, finances, wealth, investments, crypto, metaverse, NFT, whatever you're talking about, it really starts with your mind. What do you think about it? What's your perspective on money? And I want to lay the foundation of how your finances are directly correlated to your freedom. So you heard me mention that I'm here in Mobile, Alabama. I live in Tampa, Florida. If there's anybody on the line in Florida in the sunshine, in the sunshine, sunshine state, say that three times fast, give me a shout out. But I live in Tampa, Florida, and I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama. And it's very divine that I'm sitting here talking to you about your finances and your freedom. The reason I'm home is because my mom, my beautiful, amazing 81-year-old mom just had to have brain surgery on last Monday. So a week ago today, at this very moment, I was sitting in the waiting room, actually clueless as to what was happening with her. She was having brain surgery um, in response to complications from a fall. So you all know how we are about our moms. LaCorey knows how I am about my mom. So it was immediately stop everything, get on a plane and get here. That is what freedom is. When I got the call, I was actually in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was the Wednesday prior. When I got the call that this needed to happen, I didn't have to think about anything. I didn't have to think about how much money I had in my bank account. I did not have to think about who did I need to call to get permission. I did not have to think about taking any time off. I did not have to think about PTO. The only thing I needed to do was get on the phone with Delta, get some flights changed, and get here to be with my mom. That's the state that I desire for you to be in. That's the state that LaCroix desires for you to be in. That's the state that God desires you to be in, to where you live in abundance, to where you are free and to where you are in control of what needs to happen in your life. I am a firm believer that money is just energy. That paper money that we see, the fiat money, even the digital money, the crypto, the cryptocurrency, it is whatever you make it to be. It is whatever you desire it to be for you. But that is completely up to you. I heard Dave Ramsey say one time, do you want your money in your bank account or in your stomach? And he was essentially saying, yes, don't eat up your money. But more than anything, are you putting your money somewhere to where it can bear fruit? Or are you putting your money somewhere to where it's just going to be there and it's going to end? When you look at the word spend, like I am spending money, spend ends and end. So then that means it's over. But when you invest your money, then you open up the door to where you can yield a return on it. When you spread your money, that's like the, the, the parable of the men with the talents. Are you going to put it in the ground or are you going to flip it? Are you going to do more with it? This week is preparing you to do those things to where you're not just getting money, to where you're not just spending it and that's it, to where you're not eating it up to where it's not going to vanity things, to where it's actually empowering you. So if, God forbid, you get an emergency where you have to drop everything and go, that you can, to where you have a need that you can fulfill it. Several weeks ago, my car had some issues in it. And just like that, $1,100 gone. Well, not gone, but I had to get my car fixed. The point I'm trying to make to you is when it comes to your finances, your finances should empower you. When I opened my first IRA with Edward Jones years ago, the man who I was working with, his name was Guy Austin. He's based in Texas right now. He's actually with another firm, but my play play aunt connected me with him. And when I was telling him I was horrible with money, I always would be in the red. I was like, I don't have money to invest. And he said, I got one job. 
And I want you to learn how to be empowered by your money. So even if you just send me $50 a month, send that. Because technically, and how many of you can attest to this on paper? I had more than enough money. On paper, I was good. When I ran my numbers, it's like, April, where's your money going? But I was spending it. I was bringing it to an end. At that time, Amazon wasn't as popular as it was. But how many of you have been caught up in the vicious cycle of just swiping left two days later, the box is on your front door? So when God said those words to me that he want me to be empowered with my money, that's never left me. And so from that moment forward, I've never not invested in an IRA. From that moment forward, I always made sure that my investments, that my savings came out of my paycheck, out of my bank account, off the top. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if I have to think about it, if I have to say, oh, I have this amount of money, let me send it over here. I can't promise it's always going to happen. Because my thing is, I like to travel. I like to book a flight. I like to get a hotel. So what I do is I have it drafted out of my bank account. And I'm going to get into that um, in a minute on how you can make it easier for yourself to be empowered. So I want you to think for a second. I want you to think about your life. And I want you to think about your current financial situation. Do you feel free or do you feel like you're in bondage? Do you feel like right now, if an emergency came that needed you to invest a few thousand dollars in it, could you do it without wavering? Or would you have to think about, or as, as the old people down south say, steal from Peter to give to Paul? Think about the money that you have in an investment. Think about the money that you're moving in your stocks as you're working with LaCory. How do you feel about it? The word freedom means without restraint. And I will tell you, it is my essence word. That means freedom is my everything. Freedom of my mind, freedom of my body, freedom of my spirit, freedom of my bank account. I do not like anyone being in control of me. I do not like anything being in control of me. I've been there before. It doesn't work for me. I like to be able to move and shake like I desire. But in order to get to that place where I had that option, I had to get to that place where I had that option, which means I had to do the work which means I had to be really, really honest about how irresponsible I was being with money. I had to be honest about how I was spending money. I had to be honest about how much money I was eating and at the time drinking, just wasting money. So I wasn't empowered and I wasn't free. So I want you to make this very personal over this week. I want this to be about you and you. You have an amazing lineup of expert speakers that are going to come in. They're going to tell their personal stories. They're going to give you some tips and tools and tricks of the trade, all that good stuff. And as you're listening to them, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be selfish in a good way. I want you to keep your focus so much on you that you see yourself in their stories, that you see yourself in what they're teaching you. So after this weekend, after you have the fun night on Friday, and you really sit down and review your notes and process anything, I want you to take action. One of my mentors say action takers are money makers. It will do you no good to listen to someone speak and different people speak for a week if you don't do anything different. And we all know the saying, to get something different, you gotta do something different. So thinking back to your bank account, thinking back to your portfolio, thinking back to any just money you have laying around, a little cash that you have on hand, is it free? Is it freeing you? Is it liberating? Or do you feel like you can't make the choices that you want to make? Regardless of where you are on that end of the spectrum, today is a new day. 
Today is the day that you can make a decision and say, I'm going to do something different so I can get something different. If you pull up your bank account right now and you don't like what you see, that's okay. Today is a new day. If you look at your investment portfolio and you don't like what you see, that's okay. Today is a new day. If you look at the amount of money you spent this weekend because you had a good time, that's okay. Today is a new day. Every day that God gives you breath to wake back up, it is a new day. A new day to make better decisions and better choices that align with where you want to go, which is where the mindset comes in more than anything. Where do you want to go? When you think about freedom and think about the literal definition of freedom that says without restraint, and you think about your money, what does that look like for you? What does it look like for you? Freedom to me is different from what it is to you. Freedom to me is literally how I'm living my life right now. I can come and go as I please. I left corporate America March 2020. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. And if my mama needs something, I can get it to her. That's freedom. Parallel to that, I have my mental health. I have my physical health. I have my spiritual health. That's freedom. But it took work. It took blood. It took tears. It took sweat. It took praying. It took fasting. It took being vulnerable. It took being embarrassed. It took being with a community of people to say, you know what? I actually don't know what to do with money. I actually didn't grow up to where you learn how to generate wealth and save and do all of that. I grew up knowing how to survive. And that's where a lot of us are, where you get your money, you survive, you make it happen. But do we think about it long term? So when you think about your freedom and your financial freedom, your true, true, true financial freedom, not to sound good. I hear a lot of multi-level marketing say, you come in and get financial freedom. Well, yeah, but then the fine print says that 0.1% of the people in your organization actually achieve financial freedom. So no one can tell you what financial freedom means except for you. So what have you told yourself? How much money do you need to have access to to live the life that you desire? How much money do you need so you can move and go and invest like you desire? If you have a family, how secure do you feel knowing that you can take care of an emergency? God forbid it happen. If you have children, are you going to invest into their college fund or are you going to let them get student loans? Again, it is completely up to you. That's why I want you to be selfish this week. Think about you, because let me tell you, the more empowered that you are, the more empowered you can have, empowerment that you can instill in your family, in your children, in your spouse. The way you show up, people are going to pay attention to it. When people see that there's been a shift inside of you to where you look at your money, not as something that you spend, but it's something that you are a good steward over, it will be contagious. I actually shifted my prayer to saying, God, help me be a good steward over my money. Because God helped me save, that wasn't it. God helped me invest, that wasn't it. I had to look at it like God is giving me these things. And God is saying, April, you take care of it. You do right by it. You make it grow. So I had to be a good steward over it. If you have a child, you nurture that child. You feed that child. You take care of that child. You make sure that child's in an environment where it can thrive and where it can be safe. It's the same thing with your money. Your money is your seed that you are able to bear abundant fruit over. So it begs the question, what does freedom look like for you? What is it going to take for you to be empowered with your money? What is it going to take for you to break any chain that's bad spending, that, that eating and going out, those habits that don't serve us well? What does it look like for you? 
I highly recommend reading the book, The Psychology of Money. This book, and I forget the author's name, uh, Mark Hansfield. If somebody knows of it, please put it in the chat. Um, but it's The Psychology of Money. And it's not the easiest read. Easy in the sense of it's a lot of history in it. And one of the greatest takeaways from that book that I got was that we as Americans, actually, we as humans are new to money. Money hasn't been around as long as it may seem like it. So it's still somewhat foreign. And my, my money manager, he said, yeah, we're like teenagers. It wasn't until the 89 that the Roth IRA even came. Very, very new to money. So when you're new to something, that means you have to get to know it. That means you have to learn it. Do you study money? Do you study investing? Do you study interest rates? Do you understand the state, your credit card statements? Do you know what's happening with your money? And your education is where your freedom is. When you know the construct of a thing that you're in, the better you can navigate through it. The better you can make decisions that align with your goals. So the psychology of money, one of the things that he said that is so profound, nobody can tell you better than you what to do with your money. Yes, we have educators, we have wealth managers, money managers, financial advisors, and I am an advocate for all of those. One of your speakers, I think, is going to talk about getting with the financial advisor. Yes, do it. But at the end of the day, when you think about your financial freedom, you have to say what that looks like. You have to know what that means for you. So you have to go old school pen and paper and say, I need X amount of dollars every month. I'm going to invest X amount of dollars because this is what I want to look like in three, five, seven, ten, however many years you want to construct it. You're empowering, you becoming more empowered with your money is intrinsic, meaning it happens within you. I can talk to you from now until the cows come home about saving your money, investing, being able to make the choices. But until it taps into some intrinsic motivators inside of yourself, it will fall on deaf ears because my story is different from your story. Your needs are different from my needs. So look at everything to where you desire to go. As again, as you're processing this week, what does this mean for me? How can I apply this to my life? What changes in behavior do I need to um undertake. What is my psychology of money? What do I think about money? And being honest and open with yourself is how you're going to open up the door to get a different result. I remember several years ago, I was living in Lexington, South Carolina. I was actually the director of business development for a healthcare management company, making decent money. I think at that time it was like $70,000. I was single. That was more than enough money. Every single month, like clockwork, I would end in the red overdraw my account just because erroneous spending. I was living above my means. I was not paying attention to my money, just completely irresponsible. And I will never forget that I was not able to pay my rent one month. And I was sitting on the floor and I had my precious poodle next to me. And I was like, huh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. And I ended up being on the phone with my mom. And I was like, I need like 400 and some dollars to pay my rent. Now I was just saying it. I wasn't particularly asking for it because like, I didn't think like at that time I hadn't had to say, mom, can you send me rent money? But I needed it. And my mom was like, oh, I'll send it to you. And I'm like, how do you got 400 and some dollars? Asking questions that didn't even matter. The reason I will forever remember that moment in time was because right outside my apartment, I had a practically brand new Infinity FX35. 
inside my apartment. It looked gorgeous. I had designer handbags next to me. I have this gourmet poodle. So I look like money, but I ain't have no money. It was a problem. That's when I began to shift. And that's what I want to give you right now as I bring this to ahead and release you and to prepare for this night section uh, segment to go into this week. That situation right there helped me realize something that I wasn't looking at my money. I knew I got paid every other week. I knew I could swipe this card or I could shop online and I would be okay, but I wasn't looking at it. So then I thought I have to make this simple. My superpower I love being an executive coach. I love being a keynote speaker. I love being the CEO of the A. Lewis Academy Incorporated. I am grateful I get to do all of that. But here's why I'm able to excel in those areas. Because my superpower is simplicity. God created my brain in a way that I can take the most complex situation, ask the right questions and make it simple. It's like he knew if it was too complicated, I wasn't going to act on it. I wasn't going to do anything about it. So I had to figure out how to make things simple. The same was with my money. How can I make this simple for me? I don't understand all of this stuff with investments and IRAs. I was spending the money, but I couldn't tell you what was really happening. I couldn't really tell you about calculating APR and things of that nature. So I made it simple. So I want you to write this down. I'm going to give you three S's to achieving your financial freedom. Three S's. The S, I just worked out with how I want to describe this. Going back to when I had to get rent money from my mom when I was a whole adult driving a whole luxury vehicle with the designer bags all around me, I printed off a blank calendar, literally put in Google a blank uh, calendar template. And what I did was I wrote in when my money was coming in and days that my money had to go out. So the first S is C, S-E-E. You have to see what's going on with your money. You have to see when your money is coming into your bank account and you have to see when your money is going out your bank account. If any of you are in, in management or if you've ever done any professional development, you understand what Peter Drucker said. You cannot manage what you do not measure. I'll say it again. You cannot manage what you do not measure. That's what seeing is. It's why right now I am on a fasting journey so I can get fine for the summertime and I'm weighing myself every week. I'm watching my calories, my macros. I'm looking at how many carbs I'm taking in because as I look at it, now I'm holding me accountable. So I took that blank calendar and I knew on the 1st and the 15th, I had this money coming in. And I knew these other days was when my phone bill was due, my car insurance was due, whatever other thing was due. And I would just see it. And what did that help me do? It helped me realize, this is just my story, the top of the month was when most of my bills were coming out. So that means my first paycheck of the month, don't blow through it, April. Don't get ridiculous. Don't let the money burn a hole in your hand, as my mom say, because most of your bills are going to come out. Then when you get paid in the 15th, now you can do a little something. So I was able to see it. That's how I started changing my money behavior, because I put eyes on it. And what did that do? The seeing of it allowed me to put some structure around it. I put structure. So your second S is structure. What structure do you have around your money? Do you have your money coming into an account? Do you have your savings and investing in automatically drafted out? 
What type of construct do you have around your spending? Do you give yourself X amount of dollars to uh, go on Amazon and shop with every month? Because let's be honest, we're going to go on Amazon. There is something that you're just going to do. And I am not one of those people to say, don't do your thing, because that's what brings you joy. And part of living is to have joyous experiences and encounters. If someone tells me about a good book, I'm going to go on Amazon and order it. If I feel like traveling, I'm going to get me a nice bougie hotel and I'm going to get me a good flight. And I'm a Delta girl. And y'all know Delta do not care about our budget when it comes to them ticket prices. So I had to put some structure around it. So when you look at your bank account, how can you structure it to say, you know, I need to spend less at the top of the month or at the end of the month or every other month? Again, your finances, your freedom. But what structure can you put around it? When you think about structure, think about a home. When you're building a home, when you're building any type of complex, any building, anything, the structure is critical. And what do they do first? They lay the foundation. The foundation is what's going to make or break anything that you build up. So seeing your money and seeing how your money is moving is going to lead into you laying that solid foundation. I don't know if you've ever seen a home that was destroyed by a hurricane or a tornado or anything, even a fire. The foundation is still there. The foundation is holding strong. Everything on top, depending on how strong it was compared to whatever the natural disaster was, could be gone. But that foundation is there. So the same with your money. What foundation can you lay down right now? Does that mean automatic drafting for your savings? Does that mean allocating 5, 10, 20% every month to do your stock trading? Does that mean eating out once a week instead of three times a week? Lay a solid foundation because that's what's going to start shifting your psychology of money. That's when you're going to look at it differently because your foundation is saying, this is my goal based on your desire and I need to get here. So I have to adopt these behaviors. So once you see your money and another thing I want to add too, don't be afraid to look at your balances and, and check your portfolios. That's part of your seeing. I remember when my money would be funny. I didn't even want to open up my bank account as if me not looking at it was going to make it all of a sudden be fatter. <laughs> it was still red or it was still low, whatever the case may be. So look at it, lay eyes on it. Don't run from it because it's just like if you got a pile of bills or mail that needs your attention, if you got taxes that's calling your name that's coming up to be due, you ignoring it does not make it disappear. It is still very much going to be there. And especially when it comes to money and bills, it's going to be there worse when you do pay attention to it. So see it, get your structure in order, lay a solid foundation, put some parameters, put some boundaries around how you spend and invest your money. And then the last S is a system. What systems do you have in place that will get you to the level of financial freedom that you desire? A system for me, the second of every month, I have money going into Northwestern Financial. I have my money going into my IRA. I have my money going into my 401k. I have my money going into my disability. And I have my money going into a brokerage account. I don't even see it. So it doesn't matter what decisions I make for the rest of the month. I know at the top of the month, I have taken care of my investment side of the house. That's a system. Another system that I adopt, the calendar I was telling you about, to this day, I still use it. But now it's on a spreadsheet. I grew up a little bit. It went from a calendar to now I actually look at it on a spreadsheet. So I have QuickBooks for my business. 
that's cool. I use that when it's time to reconcile my books. But day to day, every month in the simple world of April Lewis, this side, what's coming in, next column, what's going out. Third column, my debts, which is my student loan. Ugh. <laughs> right? I know all of y'all can relate to that. So I keep my eyes on it. So I know I what I got coming in, what's my income that's coming in? And then what are my fixed expenses? Because it's just every month you have some things that you're going to have to pay. Your insurance, your, your rent, your mortgage, you know, even putting in gas, fixed expenses. I remember I used to think that it was just my bills, but fixed, I know every month I'm going to get my locks retwisted. And every month, my loctician is going to charge me $100. That is a fixed expense. I know I'm going to get my nails done. I like color on my nails. That is a fixed expense. Don't be in denial about your spending. So I want to encourage you to do a look back over your spending before you get yourself in order to see your money, to structure your money, and to put systems around your money. Look back 90 days into all of your bank accounts. Don't ignore the secret card. Don't just look in your main account. Look in all of your accounts. And I did this. I actually did this in Miami before I celebrated a birthday because I wanted to splurge, but I also wanted to be in the boundary for which I could be in. I looked back 90 days and I made a sheet everywhere my dollar went. I had it in a category, whether it was food, whether it was travel, whether it was just blessing somebody else, whether it was a donation, whether it was buying shoes, it was gas, whatever it was. I laid eyes on it and I grouped it. And from there, I determined what my monthly expenses was going to be. I took 90 days of data. I got the median expense for all of those areas and I made that my fixed expense. And I'm one of those people I always round up. I always just give myself a little leeway. So I want you to see your money. I want you to put some structure around your money, all of your money. And then I want you to create systems that get you closer to the state of financial freedom that you desire. There is literally nothing that you cannot do when it comes to your financial situation. You either need to earn more or spend less. But all of your financial goals, everything that you want to achieve as it relates to your money is on the other side of discipline. Your discipline is going to determine how often you swipe or don't swipe that card. Your discipline is going to determine you looking at your books every month and seeing are you staying within your budget. Your discipline is going to determine how you look at money. Is this something that's just coming easily and freely or do I need to hoard it or can I use this to create more of it? Whatever you need to do, you can, but it is absolutely going to take discipline. So don't forget to see your money, structure your money and create systems to get you to the state of freedom that you desire and more than anything, the state of freedom that you deserve. And this week is a great starting point to reset and recalibrate everything that you've known about money. I wish you all the absolute best on this welcome week. Welcome to welcome week. I hopefully, hopefully we are kicking off strong and getting your mindset prepared to go in. Take good notes, take copious notes, watch the replays more than anything. Reflect back on what you learned and put it into action because nothing changes if nothing changes. And you can get in contact with me if I could be of service in any way at aprillewis.com. My calendar on there, my social media sites. You can check me out on YouTube. Anything that I can do to support your efforts, I would be happy to. And so with that, I will hand it back over to Melissa and LaCorey.
<laughs> I just realized I was muted. My apologies, ladies. But wow. Okay. I just had to like literally text her and say, sis, you are fire. So thank you so much, April, for joining us. I took so many amazing notes. One of the things that she said is, what have you told yourself about financial freedom? What are those stories that we're making up, right? What, what, what has been going on in our minds about finance? What does that look like? Oh my goodness, that was so good. And she also said, do you study money? How many of us study money, right? Do we study money? And what do we need to be studying in order to reach that financial freedom, right, that we all desire? And she also talked about the importance of alignment, right? And the importance of making sure that our money is our seed, making it personal. Ladies, I just encourage you as we go throughout this week to make this week personal for you. Make it personal. This was created for you. This is about you, right? And she outlined those three S's so eloquently. See what's going on. Put some structure around your money. Laying that foundation. That's so key. And also having systems in place so that you can do what you need to do. So April, my sister, I love you. I thank you so much for just kicking us off in such a fantastic way this morning. Um, I don't know if you are able to, if you're open to questions. If you are, um, we can hop into questions real quick. I'm looking at the chat. Okay, perfect. So she said, yes, please do. Okay, so we'll bring April back up. And ladies, if you have any questions for my sister April, please, please, please feel free to ask them. <laughs> You're so bomb. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. awesome. I was looking in the chat. I see star. Yes. Action takers are money makers. And some, I think I saw somebody said um uh mint.com. I heard about it. I didn't I did not use it. Uh I've never used it, but I heard about it. But again, whatever works, like try anything. It's just I, and I don't know, y'all tell us in the chat, has anyone just ignored looking at their bank account or looking at their bills because they did not want to face it? Like it was like this dragon. It doesn't matter how you do it, but just put eyes on it. Just however it works for you. Try the spreadsheet, try the calendar. You know, it's so much technology that you can do. Just put eyes on it and you can know how your money is moving in and out. And when you audit yourself, it's like a time audit. Uh, LaCorey knows about I, I give my clients a time audit. And for five business days, every 30 minutes, what you're doing with your time, just like a lawyer. So audit your money and just be honest about what you're doing. Somebody else said they love Mint. So check out Mint for those of you that's never used it. Yes. Don't be in denial about your spending. Yes. Do not be honest with yourself. My sister always say uh, the easiest lies you can say are the ones you tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't see any questions on my end. Perfect. Perfect. Well, April, thank you again so much for joining us. And you did mention how people can get in contact with you. Um, so yes. thank you so much for sharing that information. And ladies, just know that this is the not, not the last time we're going to see her. Okay. She's actually bookending this event. So she's starting, um, starting us off today and then she'll finish us out on Friday. So again, thank you so much. Okay. We do have a quick question here from Natalie. Um, thank you, Natalie. It says, were you speaking of Guy Holman oh. earlier? 
Uh, I don't think that's it. Let me, I can totally Google it. Um, it was, I think his name is Mark. It's so funny because uh, Morgan Housel, I'll put it in the book, in the chat. Um, that book, I mean, I read it fairly quickly. And when you hear, and you know, if, and if I know I don't want to take up all the time, um, it's, let me see, Morgan H O U S L. And the, the cover of it is like a um, brain made out of money. But another thing that I thought was so fascinating that he said that like, he taught, he, I mean, he keeps it real. And, you know, people always say Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett, like Warren Buffett is, you know, I guess, depending on how you look at him, like he is definitely a wealthy man. But Warren Buffett just hit his millions when he was like 50 something. I think he was 55 when he really like catapulted. But one of the things that Morgan um, lays out in that book is that, Warren Buffett has been in the game a long time. Warren Buffett has been investing behind the scenes for decades. So it's not that, and he was speaking specifically to investment, that it takes time. And a lot of us, we live in a microwave society. I'm a millennial, I'm 1982, baby. I want it fast, I want it right now. When it comes to investing, when it comes to growing your wealth, it takes time. Warren Buffett was doing this before most of us, if not all of us were even a thought like not even an embryo and so over the years he had his money he had them in place to where he was investing his money the money was going into the necessary buckets and then he was able to yield return so i appreciate that in the book because you're able to conceptualize it's not that warren buffett just one day at 70 80 some years old became this insanely wealthy man no he's been putting work in for all these years so i just thought that was encouraging i needed to hear it because i'm like you know if you don't always see an immediate return, but keep dropping that, that seed in the ground. Keep putting warrior water on it. Hey, you can do the fruit. So it's a process. I hope y'all read that book. It's so good. Awesome. So you do have another question from Ahira Smith. Is it better to have cash over a credit card? Oh, good question. So I finally feel like I hacked the credit card thing. Now, I'm going to keep it honest. I have two credit cards. I just got my second credit card not even two months ago. Why? Because I did not have enough credit. So I think you need a little bit of both. But cash, is, is, um, cash isn't doing anything other than being cash. So like to tip people and to have cash on hand, I think you should be able to quickly get access to some cash. My brokerage account that I have with Northwestern, it's cash because I can pull out of that. And honestly, I think I can get it out in like six hours if I had an emergency, depending on the time of the day. So that's like a uh, savings account, but I'm yielding a return on it. So I have cash. And then, of course, I have a little cash that I keep with me. When it comes to a credit card, a credit card, some of them you can actually pull cash out of them, but then it'll be building up your credit. The key, the key, the key, the key is your utilization keeping that credit card at 30% or less utilization. From the research, from me trying and error, from the experts, 30% is like that sweet spot. And so when you look at your credit card, making sure that you don't have a high balance, making sure you're keeping it about 30% and they got calculators online so you can do your, you know, keep it simple, times 0 0.30 um, of your overall, your, your limit, 30% of that and make sure above all, and I find this out the hard way, a lot of people think that creditors report on the first of the month. That's not true. The first of the month has nothing to do with your credit. Look at your statement closing date. 
the day that your statement closed, that's when Capital One, Amex, or whoever else is going to report. So if your statement closing date is on the 19th, put an alert in your phone on the 18th or remind yourself for a week before to get to 30% before then, because the first of the month is irrelevant. They don't care about that. What they care about is when is this statement closing? When I close this books, when I close this user's books on this day, their credit limit was at this. Their credit balance was at this. So you want to make sure you're at 30% utilization on your statement closing date. And more than anything, be responsible with your credit card, right? Because it's not, it's not, it's money that you're borrowing and you're paying interest on it. But it can work for you. The moment I open up this other small credit limit, this other credit card, my credit score shot up in um, in the first 30 days, about 17, 18 po um, points. I just did not have enough credit. Why? Going back to mindset, I was fearful of credit. I think LaCory heard me tell my story before growing up. It was like everybody got bad credit. So I always was like, well, don't get credit. Pay everything off. But no, you actually want some good credit. You want these people to see that you are credible, that they can trust you with money. So then I opened up this other one and it served me well. But in my phone, both of my statement closing dates are on my calendar. And then a week prior, I remind myself. So if I forget I'm traveling or whatever, slide that money on over there, get it to 30 percent if I've used it. And then that way it's like I'm going to be winning at that moment that they report. So that's a great question. Use it to your advantage. Don't just use it to ball out. Just And if you do ball out, put it back in. <laughs> Let's see. We. Credit card leaves a financial blueprint where it's kept. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like if we trust you, if you need to go for a loan or, you know, any type of um, big, you know, if you need to get it, take anything out for whatever it is, they're going to look at that and say, you know, like, what has this person done with their money? Does this person pay their bills on time? Can we trust this person? You know, those and paying back. And you all know this. Don't pay nothing late. It is amazing how something will tear your credit up if you pay it late. So pay it on time and keep utilization at 30%. Awesome. Awesome. Well, April, I do have a quick question for you. Um, one of the things I've learned um, in a Stocks and Swords community is that our ladies really like to understand strategy. So one of the things that in having implementing and having and implementing a strategy is probably a better way to say it. So one of the things that I found fascinating as I was listening to you earlier is that you talked about that you have an IRA. You talked about that you had a Roth and in these respective financial instruments you're using. You're a full-time entrepreneur. What was your strategy to learn how to connect and do these respective things? Oh. How'd you do that? I was just honest saying, I don't know what the heck this means. So, hey, smart person at Northwestern, do this for me. Like, honestly, I, and again, that's why I can say now study money because now I had to study it. And my strategy from that first guy, Guy Austin, and y'all, that had to be, I was living in South Carolina. That probably was 2013 that he was like, just send me $50 every paycheck. So I started there. And then when I moved, I actually got connected to a sister and she, um, and I'm, you know, just be honest, I wanted to support, you know, a black owned business. So this wealth manager, um, he was a brother at, with Northwestern, but because he crushed it, they actually, he has his own brand under the Northwestern umbrella. So it's his own business, Occident Wealth Manager. Happy to share his contact information. His name is DDA. And I said, DDA, the girl who referred me to you, I know she a multimillionaire. Like sister got businesses on businesses on businesses. I said, I ain't it. 
So I don't know if you deal with little, little regular people who just got a few hundred dollars. I was like, but I need to get myself in order because at the time I still had bad spending habits. I did not respect money. I did not honor money. I did not look at money as speed, nor was I being a good steward over it. So I had to be real honest with him and put all my pride aside and be like, bro, I'm not here. So he looked, he said, we can get you set up. And the key thing that he said to me, he said, I want to get you putting money in every vehicle that matters. Mm. Every vehicle. Like when you think about a vehicle, you're moving it. So he's like, I need in the IRA. That's a vehicle right there for your retirement. When you look at the brokerage account, that's like a savings. Um, So you don't just have it in a savings getting 0.003% interest rate on it, which is basically nothing Um, with the disability. Now that's critical because. At the time I was working and the jobs that I was working, they did have insurance. But now as an entrepreneur, let's say something happened to me physically and I have to shut down for a few weeks. I got money that's going to pay me. I haven't used it yet. I got a whole life. That's a vehicle, a whole life policy. Why is that a vehicle? Because it's yielding cash dividends. Mm -hmm. So I have money going into that. Now, when I went full time in March, I had to go to him. I said, Didier, I'm not on a six figure salary anymore. So I can't be putting all this in the vehicles. I got to wheel it back, but I need to keep money in the vehicle. So what did we do? We sat down and we looked at everything and we just scaled it back. But I kept putting the same amount of my whole life policy because that was yielding cash. My Roth RA, I kept that at the same too. But then we just, we just tweaked some other little things to get it to where I was comfortable as I built up my business. So I had a very strategic conversation with him. And, you know, when you get insurance, it's probably like 13, 18, 20 pages. You need to understand everything on those pages. I also have a little, um, what do you call it? The term policy. Now, we know a term policy is not yielding cash. People have mixed um, feelings about it, but it's just there. You know, like it just it doesn't hurt to just have that there. I don't have any children, but, you know, I was laughing. I was like, I'm, I'm wealthier, more wealthy when I'm dead than when I'm here. I, I'm happy knowing that I got a million dollars in assets that's going to be left to whoever I leave it to. So that was my strategy. My strategy was honest and saying, I don't know what's going on, but I know I need to be doing something. I am not going to be one of your wealthy clients that got all these millions and billions, but I need help. And he made sure for every every vehicle that I had something going in. When I just did my annual review, he and he's the one that referred me to the psychology of money. He said, you're doing good. All the vehicles are moving. The only thing you need to do now is add more. Mm-hmm. That's far more empowering than we need to start doing this or mm-hmm. we need to do this. Like now, level up because you you got a little money coming in for your business. Well, not a little money, but you got money coming in for your business. You got some consistency in your revenue. Add more. So that mm-hmm. was the that was my strategy. I love that. I love that. Being honest and putting money in vehicles that matter. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Amen. We do have a question. Um, and if anybody else has a question, maybe we'll take one more after that and then we'll um, end for this session and then we'll be back tonight. But Victoria Fields, thank you so much for your question. So she asks, is it best to get a financial advisor? I am 51 and I have no idea where to start. I am paying for my so I get excited <laughs> because you're here, right? We're getting yes. started. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she says, I have no idea where to start. I'm caring for my two nieces and want to make sure we are financially set. 
Um, so yes, <laughs> I'm just yes, and I believe because the session tonight at seven, the brother is talking about financial advisors yeah. or okay, so definitely join tonight, but I'm gonna say yes, here's why. So one of my first when I first became an entrepreneur, I was a personal trainer and then I moved to health coaching. When I, I moved to health coaching, because people, the women that I was training, they wanted to change the aesthetic. They wanted to look good. They wanted the flat stomach. They wanted their booty pop and all of that. But they weren't making healthy decisions. It's like you work out with me for an hour and then I see you on Facebook with your burger and your fry and your drinks and all of that. So I shift and I started doing health coaching because I wanted people to understand what healthy living was. And it's separate of going to the gym, working out, changing the exterior. Health starts on the inside. I'm saying that to say a financial advisor is going to do an autopsy on your financial situation and let you know what you need based on where you are now. A financial advisor is the subject matter expert over finances. You know how to spend money. We know how to be consumers of money. But this person, they are laser focused on giving you advisement and guidance on how to help you achieve your financial goals. Now, going back to what I was saying about the psychology of money, nobody can tell you better than you. So, um, assist, what was it? Victoria. So, Victoria, it's going to start with you and you thinking about your nieces and saying, what is it that I want? What like what do I want? Do I want to have more money coming in every month? Do I want to think, you know, for their college, whatever? We don't know. But start with your plan. And then when you sit with the financial advisor or the wealth manager, money manager, whatever they are, you say, hey, sir or ma'am, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. Based on where I am now, what's the best approach to get there? The reason I say you start with you, because if you go in and don't even have any idea of what you, of a financial goal for yourself, they gonna give you what they think is best for you. But don't nobody know you like you, Victoria, you know what your nieces need. So think about where you are now. Think about, you know, um, next year, two years, three years, like what is it that you really, really want to do so you can have a sense of security and then meet with that person and then they will match your vision and your goal with the reality of where you are now and construct a plan to get you there. And it's going to take that discipline and it's going to take some sacrifice too, but all good things take both of those, right? So yes, and I definitely tune in tonight to the brother because I know he's going to go much deeper on it. But just like when you work with you, something doesn't feel good and you go to the doctor or you want to be healthy and you see a health coach or you need better strategy in your life and you see an executive coach, whatever the case may be, seek those. Like the Bible says, seek wise counsel. That's seeking wise counsel because you don't know what you don't know. Awesome. I hope that helps. Awesome. <clears throat> okay, so our final question is from Mika Revel. Thank you, Mika, for your question. What are the other vehicles besides an Roth IRA? So my, what I have, I have the, yeah, I have the Roth IRA. I have a brokerage account. I have my whole life, which yields a cash return. So I don't know if y'all are familiar with the whole life policy. They are more expensive, but the reason they're more expensive is because as you're investing into your whole life policy, you're building cash on the other end of it. So in 10 years, I can pull out $10,000, $20,000 know, of my insurance money. So I can pull, get money from 
what typically would be paid out at death, but because it's a whole life policy, I can pull cash out on it. It's not something that you want to do often. Like I'm literally letting mine stack up. So I have the Roth IRA, I have the brokerage account, I have the um, whole life, and then I also have the disability. Um, so, and again, the disability, if, you, if you're working a job, more often than not, you get your, your paid leave. And I, I don't know if jobs, some uh, health plans do like short-term disability. If you have to go out, you know, if you've ever had to do FMLA, they don't pay you on that. But if you have your own short-term disability, then if you need to just stop, you can get paid for it. So it's protecting you. Like, again, I'm, I'm here with my mom. I ain't do nothing last week. This is the first I didn't cancel speaking engagement stuff I've never done before. I coached one person last week and that's because he's a CEO and I can hardly ever get on his schedule because he's busy. This last week, I did nothing but took care of my mama. Okay. And when I get off this, I'm going back to check on my mama. So I could have easily told Didier, Didier and said like, hey, you know what? The whole month of April, I need to draw down on my uh, short term disability. Now, I'm not going to do that, but that is freedom because I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, I didn't make my speaking engagement. I'm not spending no um, invoice. I'm not coaching. No, we good because if I need it, it's over there. That's security. It's there if I need it. So I hope that helped. Wow. Oh, financial therapist. Yes, that's yes. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited because Chandra, <laughs> like financial therapists are helpful with working with money and emotions, dealing with your money, scripts, beliefs. Yes. How you do everything is based on your belief around it. How you eat, how you move your body, how you dress, how you talk. It's all about your beliefs. So then like when LaCore lifted that up, I'm happy she did. What is your beliefs about money? What do you think about money? Do you think that it is the key to your freedom? Do you think that it's something that you don't understand? Do you think that only a select few can have access to it? It's whatever, whatever you say it's going to be. That's what it is. Awesome. 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 I'm going to sneak one more question in because she's a part of the team and I love her. <laughs> Ahira, Ahira is asking any disability accounts companies that you recommend. You know, I, again, my portfolio is with Northwestern financial. Um, well, and it's, Occident Wealth Management, because again, he built his business up to where they gave him. They're like, you crushing it. Do your own thing. So um, I don't know, LaCorey, if you're cool with me sharing his information, he would love to hear from y'all. And I would tell him he got a bunch of sisters that's coming his way. Um, Absolutely. We're here to be okay. of service. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. Bless it. Um, and I'll put his, he'll be fine. I'll put his cell phone in there. Y'all can text him and be like, April Lewis sent him. He will be okay with that. Literally, uh, I've had about 10 friends open up portfolios with him because I was so impressed what he did for me um so what's the question so i have it under northwestern so under their umbrella i don't know of any other because i was pretty satisfied with what i'm getting here i do some affleck like i can't vouch for them but what i can say is affleck been in the game a long time and so that's another one that i'm just familiar with i am happy to share didier's um information and another thing that i appreciate about him is i know his average clients probably have um net worth of millions you know 100 million like crazy wealth but i can ask him i can schedule a call with him just to ask questions and he will explain it 
in the most simplest way possible. He will make sure he coaches me and educates and inform me. So that's why I'm happy to share his information. And I'm serious, ladies. When you talk to him or whoever, be straight up. Like we don't need, we CEOs of our companies and we VPs and we all of that. But when it comes to some areas, we just don't know. So then that's when you just have to be really humble and be like, I'm clueless on this. Can you break it down like to the crayon and construction paper level, draw some shapes or whatever to help me understand it. And I'm going to put his contact information in the um in the chat and I'll tell him that I shared his phone number. So please reach out to him, ask your specific questions, and then you could be informed. And if you want to shop around, go for it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, April. This has been phenomenal. It's been amazing. We are at one o'clock. And yes, I agree with you, Ahara. She is awesome. So thank you so much for putting that there. Tamika, Masora, this is your question as well as Cynthia. Um, if you don't mind, if you can ask us. Oh, my signal. You can still hear me, but I do want okay, to. Okay, okay. I do. I do want to ask that you please um come back this evening. Also, if you found value in today's session, please put "I found value" in the chat because I would definitely be adding that statement. <laughs> this is amazing, and then also I definitely um ask you to. Please invite other ladies. They do not have to be members of the Divine Nine. I set out this year to learn as much about money as possible. And I decided to, hey, let me bring my D9 sisters along with me on this journey. So I do invite you all to come back, but also invite other people to join us as well. They can register on our website, um, ourwelcomeweek.com, and we'll make sure that they get uploaded and invited to the rest of the sessions for the week. All right. Okay, ladies. Well, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon and I look forward to seeing you all tonight. I think we're getting started at 7.30 p.m. Um, oh, before that, however, we do have vendors. We have vendors, Creations of Color, Bling Queen Diva, Black Moji, Florence's Homestyle, Ivory Creative and Creative Options will be here. We'll be here to provide you value. So I look forward to also connecting with those vendors um, before our session this evening. And it will also be available afterwards. All right, ladies, we'll have a wonderful afternoon and I will see you soon in April, sister. I love you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you for starting us off just in such a phenomenal way. Thank you. Yeah.